Hi, this is Bloodied Porcelain. You may know me as the storyteller for Hunter Wayfair and Scion Apotheosis. What you're about to listen to is what we call a hype train episode of our talk show, After Dawn. After Dawn is a show where the casts, storytellers, and even artists are interviewed about their roles in bringing the shows t- that we put on every week to life. Hype trains, though, are dedicated to letting you, our listeners, know what to expect from an upcoming season of our featured show. Hype Train episodes are always released immediately to the public on day one, but our other episodes are released on our Patreon for a full month before they're released to the public. So if you end up liking what you hear and you want to hear more, please take time to look us up at patreon.com slash Studios. Thanks. Now on to the Hype Train episode for Scion Apotheosis, Season 2. Good morning, Hollowhaven family. This is After Dawn, the show where we sit down to have a cup of coffee with the cast, crew, and creators behind the Hollowhaven Studios productions. I'm Sol, and I'm joined by my co-host, Grizz. Hey, how you doing? I'm Grizz, and today we've got a special episode. Instead of our usual sit-down, we're going to be talking about Hollowhaven's upcoming flagship show, Apotheosis, it's season two, a continuation of a Cyan First Edition game. And to talk about that, we are joined by BP, the storyteller for the campaign. How you doing, BP? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Doing all right. I'm doing just fine as well. So let's start off with a uh, easier question. Could you tell, give us a brief synopsis of what Apotheosis is for those who had, might not have seen the first season? Um. Okay. Apotheosis is a Scion game, and Scion... Um, the the be- the only way or the best way that I can describe it is it's modern mythology. It's like if you took Neil Gaiman's American Gods and Percy Jackson and you slam them together. Um, same basic principle. Uh, it's a modern day world. There's a little bit of a you know masquerade, a la Vampire the Masquerade, going on, um, and the players play the children of gods from various pantheons. Um, Scion itself is kind of in adventure uh story where we and it, adventure and and lore heavy story where the the characters get to uh in season 1 got introduced to the concept of being a scion um being born with divine ichor um by being uh hunted and nearly eaten by giant wolves from Norse mythology that were after their hearts um and um you know they they kind of went on to uh they fought the wolves a little bit they met you know they met an oracle they met some dwarves and they ultimately made the questionably the questionable decision to instead of kill the big bad to try to redeem him and that's how we ended the first season was with basically like a court trial that the Scions uh, asked for. <laughs> caught you off guard? Um, in the like, it caught me off guard when a play when the player who instigated that entire thing came to me between sessions and was just like, "Hey, I know we've only got three episodes left, but." <laughs> Have you considered we don't kill the big bad? And I went, I mean, I considered him winning. <laughs> like, I did in fact not consider his continued existence with yours. 
Right. I didn't I didn't consider you trying to save him. I can fix him. <laughs> He's so damaged. I must fix him. I must fix him. And they yeah, so she mapped out what she wanted to have happen and we had a we had a discussion about it and I made it very clear that I was not going to guarantee any level of success. I said it is entirely on you. Uh, you could try and this could still fail. Um, it's not going to be easy. And in the end, they barely eked out a win. They won by a single vote. And that vote was a toss of the coin. Ooh. From Ganesha, if I remember right. Yes. Uh, she leaned hard into his his position as god of luck. And I said, well, if she's going to do this, then I'm going to flip a coin. So I did. So that's how it's going to be. All right, then. <laughs> I warned them it wasn't going to be easy. And there were a couple there were there were some 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 good moves on their part. And there were, you know, there was one or two, uh, you know, slight missteps. Um, and in the end, everybody, every other god, it was. Uh, they were one for one on each side of the argument. So, well, given all of that, uh, all right. So we know that Hallowhaven has a tradition of placing all their flagships in the same kind of similar universe, the Hallowhaven Cinematic Universe. That's what I guess we're just going to call it now. <laughs> uh, is this campaign going to be the same universe as any of the other flagship shows, or adjacent to them? Um. <clears throat> Yes and no, because our shows can and sometimes do, but don't always um, interconnect. All of our World of Darkness stuff, for the most part, takes place in the same world. Um, maybe not at the same time. We've had some shows that were back in the 90s. We've had some shows that are modern. Um, and I made the decision um, during... Goodness, season one of our Hunter game, Wayfair, which was my first flagship show that I ran for us, I think. Um, I made the decision that one of the big bads and one of the player stories was going to be Loki of the Norse Pantheon, um, knowing that if I ever ran a Scion game, I was going to have Loki missing from that world. And so when I finally decided to break out the bottle of champagne and crack it over the hole of the ship and, and run something in Scion. That was the first thing I decided. That was the first thing I set in stone was that Loki had been missing for 30 years and nobody knew why or where he'd gone. And it, as it turns out, it was because he hopped through a portal and was in the world of darkness and had gotten stuck there and was going to need help getting back. Which just got resolved in season two of Wayfair a few months ago. Oh boy! So now, so now Loki's back with the uh, cigarettes and milk that he went out for thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how big of a role he's going to play in this season. We'll have to see how uh, the story goes. The players are going to be quite busy with some with the the consequences of their actions from the end of season one, <laughs> and how much involvement Loki wants to have in all of that is kind of up in the air right now. Understandably so. So, 
for those who haven't actually like seen the system at play, but might have seen some storyteller systems, what, can you tell us a little bit about how how Scion actually works? Like, how is it different from the usual vampire hunter, werewolf, any of those D10 storytelling systems? So the reality is, is that it's also a D10 storytelling system. So there are actually there's more similarities than dissimilarities. Um, uh, Scion has uh purviews and epic attributes which are like the big thing that separate this this system from other old white wolf um now world of darkness or um onyx path systems um uh in world of darkness and white wolf games um especially like vampire and whatever you have um disciplines and that's effectively what purviews are they're kind of like disciplines except that purviews are grouped together by theme like earth and water and death and darkness and sun um things like that and then you've got epic attributes which are basically they take your core stats and they make them like properly epic they're like if you have dots in this epic attribute you get things called knacks knacks are um basically additional powers some of them are considered always on like they always just work the way that they do some of them you have to like spend a legend which is a little bit like spending like a blood point if you're a vampire um in order to activate them and they let you do things like <laughs> leap incredible heights or or charm an entire room of people with with a smile um that sort of thing so uh, the biggest difference, I guess, is is mostly the epic attributes and the necks because they they put the the myth in the idea that this is a game about urban mythology. They make the characters larger than life, I guess, is the better best way to to describe it. It's <laughs> it's until you've seen it in action, it, it it's a little hard to describe to people who are not accustomed to having like two different sets of like strength points that sort of thing makes sense the dice pulls in scion also tend to get way bigger yeah i remember that from the earlier season uh like 10 or 11 or 12 or more dice um, all at once well okay to be fair when we got to 10 when we got to 10 plus it was usually because they were there were multiple people contributing to the role it was I'm going to do this thing to see if I can give that person more dice, um, which is a little bit baked into the system and a little bit homebrew on my part, because I like games where I promote a lot of team play. Um, you know, yes, it's cool for every player to have a moment to stand out, but I also tend to present problems that cannot be solved by one person. You've all got to work together. Um and so that's what happened. And that's how we got moments like Sarah's baby driver episodes where, you know, she had everybody in the car with her, but everybody in the car was doing something different to help her be better at driving. Um, you know, I think it was Chris was spotting for her and uh, Coda and Oliver were doing things in like the back seat to, to, to help. And um, I had them roll. And then based on their roles, I think I like cut the number in half and I gave her that many extra dice. Um, and it just so happens that they rolled like, well, pun intended, like gods, um, and bumped her from like a three or four die pool to like a 10 plus. But it was very cool. 
Fair enough. Do you have any uh, information about the cast for season two? I do. Um, so coming up, so this season we have um, Gary and Coda are our, our recurring PCs that are coming back. We have a new PC who is getting introduced, um, who's being played by uh, Gavin Reed's words over on TikTok. He's amazing. Go, go check him out. Um, and we have a bunch of uh, returning NPCs that are coming back. We're going to see Kareem. Um, we're going to see Artemis. We're going to see Bastet. Um, and we've got a bunch of new ones. Um, Loki might show up depending on what his player decides uh, he wants to do and how he wants to meddle. Stefan is coming back. Um, and I've added in some other interesting people. We've got a, we've got someone coming in who's going to be playing Lou. Um, we have a special guest coming on for the first handful of episodes. Um, is going to be playing a fellow Scion who's going to be helping them out because Sticker, who plays Coda, can't be with us for the first handful of episodes. So um, we have someone coming on who's going to play a guest role in the band to help even out the numbers until uh, Coda can can join them. Uh, played by Stabby, who was in uh, The Bed of Roses, which was our Witcher Chronicle. Okay. Excellent. So, yeah, yeah. So I have to ask, and of course, this is a hype train. This is a hype episode, you know, we're all getting excited, so obviously no spoilers, but what are you most excited about for this? The consequences of their actions. Wow, that was um, fast. Okay, that was slow. <laughs> Jesus. That was, that was aggressive. Okay. <laughs> you don't understand. Um, they completely derailed my story at the end of season one, and I was happy for them to do it. Uh, but I, you know, there are going to be consequences for what they did, and they're going to have to deal with those. Um, I'm sorry, we need to take the mic away from you just a little farther away, a little farther away. <laughs> um goodness yeah of course I'm, I'm very excited um i'm also really excited for all the new people we've got we've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of new npc voices we've got a new player voice it's it's a lot it's um an even bigger uh juggling effort than i had to put in for season one but i'm really excited anything other than the consequences of their actions well, I, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm excited for the increased um, cast. Uh, I'm excited for all the new people who are joining us. Um, Bookkeeper is coming on to play Lou, and that's going to be amazing because um, he's just great and he knows a ton about sound. So I'm I'm very excited to have him in a role like that. Um, uh, I'm super thrilled to have somebody like Gavin come on. Um, that voice is just magic and I'm just very happy to listen to it <laughs> it's going 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 to be distracting during sessions uh because i could just listen to him read the phone book and it would be great um but i will endeavor to carry on <laughs> and not get too sidetracked we'll have somebody ready to snap their fingers in your face like during session like no 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 focus <laughs> focus. Focus. Focus, up. focus up 
all right, yeah. No, thank you, thank you. I was just like, no, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of energy there. Good God. I am, I am most excited for the consequences of their actions. I can't give a lot of spoilers. Um, there were some hints of, of what some of those consequences would be at the end of season one, which was stuff like uh, in order to avoid Stefan uh, being killed um, and facing essentially the death penalty, they had to um, agree to some measures um and a lot of this has to do with the fact that because they didn't get very many they didn't get as many votes um if they'd gotten an an overwhelming majority or even a, a decent majority it probably would not have been so hard on them they probably would not have been so hard on them but because it literally came down to a single vote um they were um required to um Stefan was was locked away in Loki's cave and is effectively being tortured in in a mini version of what his father Loki went through um you know it's it's short periods of time um rather than all the time because he would just die if he was subjected to the same stuff that Loki was um for as long and in order to have a chance of him ever really getting out uh, the agreement was that they had to um, perform labors for each of the pantheons, except the Norse, um, who don't get a labor of their own because they get to keep him captive. Um, they get to be his jailers. Um, so over the course of the next season or two, they get to go around and figure out what the labors are and then perform them. And when they're over, Stefan at least has a chance of getting out again. Uh, assuming that he's been on good behavior and they've done everything else that they're supposed to do. There were some other things that came up, some other agreements that single members of the band made with certain gods um, that they will inevitably be uh, forced to reckon with. Um, and all of that is layered on top of the fact that they never really resolved the wolf thing in season one. Um, saving Stefan is all well and good, except that now Stefan's Lieutenant Gwen is in, is in charge because she didn't die either. And she's a significantly less stable force than, uh, Stefan was. Um, Gwen is very angry and feeling incredibly betrayed and is going to hold back a lot less than Stefan did when he was running things. So that's always going to kind of be like an ever present threat in the background that they're going to probably have to contend with now and then, even if it's not their primary focus anymore. Well, damn. It's going to be rough <laughs> for them then. Damn. It's, it's, it's going to be a rough time. Um, they've got a lot to deal with and I'm excited to force them to face the consequences of their actions. Teach them why they should uh, hesitate before making deals with gods or agreeing to things without getting second opinions. Cough, code of cough. Um, nah, that's not right. That doesn't sound. That doesn't track for her at all, does it? <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I'm most excited for. Sorry. Go ahead. It's all good. Uh, so when should we start expecting to be able to watch this campaign? Uh, our first, our premiere is October 6th. 
uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, and just like every other show that I do, it's every Friday uh, from 8 to midnight. Um, we may be off the Friday immediately after Thanksgiving. A lot of that's going to depend on availability of players and and SPCs. Um, but I'm hoping we'll get to play that night. Um, so we will have to see. Um, and we run through until until the studio goes on break, which is the second week of December, I believe. All right. Uh, well, in the meantime, uh, do you have any tips for people in the chat to get involved? Anything you want to see from the viewers? Um, if you want to get involved, one of the best ways to do it, honest to goodness, is um, to join our Patreon. Um, you can listen to our behind the scenes stuff. You can, if you are at a high enough tier, you can vote on in-game events. Um, you get to have priority uh, when submitting questions for After Dawn. So if there's anything that you want to know from me or the cast and you are a patron, uh, your questions kind of get bumped to the top of the list and they're less likely to get dropped off of the list when the list gets compiled. Um, other than that, uh, pop in on the Discord. Make sure that you're there for the streams. Um, we don't necessarily react um, verbally during the story. Um, because we don't want to lose the lose the pace, but we we tend to uh, chat back and forth with with people who are listening in a lot. Um, and people talked about season one a ton on our Discord, so I have no doubt that there will be a lot of that with season two as well. Looking forward to seeing it. Well, I think that this is enough to hype up this campaign. I know I'm very excited to uh, witness what's going to be happening. Uh, so we hope you all are as excited to watch the show as we are. Thank you for watching. And as usual, you can join us to have as we have a cup of coffee with the cast crew and creators of Hollow Haven Studios each week. These episodes are dropped Thursdays at noon for the $5 plus tier on our Patreon, and but they're released to the public a month later. So if you want to stay up to date, you have to just be subscribed. I'm Solomon. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>